You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. No, um, you know, there's only a handful of people a year that make any money on books. And it's probably not a nonfiction. Um, it's probably fiction. It's yeah. the, the, the way that we use we use books is we use it to close business. Um, when I in my pipeline, you know, people call in. We have that first Zoom call. The very first thing I do is I FedEx them a copy of my book. You are now tuned into the Personal Branding Playbook. This is the only show for experts and influencers to build their personal brand so they can make money online and impact the world in a positive way. In this show, you'll hear a ton of solo episodes from me, your host, Coach Chris, but also from top millionaires across different industries and markets in the world. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Personal Branding Playbook. I'm your host, Coach Chris. I'm very excited. We have Scott Turman on the show today. And Scott is one of these people that makes a ton of revenue behind the scenes in business. And he has a lot of information about what books can do for your brand. And I've talked to a lot of people about books. And I feel like everybody has at least one book in them. You know, I think everybody who's an entrepreneur, every single entrepreneur in the world can write at least one book. At least one. So it was great to talk to Scott because he knows exactly how to put that book together and the impact that it'll have on your brand. So in this episode, you're going to learn a lot about writing that book and having something that's official for your brand and your company going forward. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Personal Branding Playbook. Today, I have a very special guest, Scott Terman. This guy is the expert to help you use a book to build your brand. Now, you all know I love books. I think everyone should write a book. I think every business should have a book. So, Scott, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me. So I want to start off with this because I think we all kind of have skills that we develop over time. For me, my skill that I have that is really useful for businesses that will build me a massive amount of wealth is podcasting. For you, it seems like books is your thing. How did you get into writing books and helping other people write their books? Uh, so for the last 25 years, I've been a, I call myself a moderately priced technology prostitute uh, in that <laughs> I've been, I've been consulting, you know, writing code and doing whatever, you know, for the likes of NASA and Disney and DOD and Fortune 500s and boring stuff. Right. Um, and then about 10 years ago, I decided to uh, kind of start my own gig. You know, at one point we were up to 25 employees, uh, Bright Ray Consulting was the name of the company. And, um, you know, and then you do that for a while and, you know, you kind of, you know, kind of command your own ship for a while. And then about a year ago, I realized I was sick to death at technology. I was so tired. of it. I mean, we're still doing it. We're still doing great. You know, the, you know, I still enjoy kind of our standups and whatever, but, you know, you know, I realized about a year ago, I really want to be in kind of more interesting kind of area. Um, so we, you know, we, I, I've been trying to write a book, you know, for about a year or two prior to this. Um, and I was failing miserably. So I, uh, so my business partner, Zoe Rose, uh, she, uh, she had written several books and she kind of helped me write this book. We came up with the process. Next thing you know, we publish next thing you know, we get our, you know, someone starts calling, Hey, how did you get, you know, you're pretty busy. How'd you get this done? I explained the process. 
got that, you know, then we signed up our first kind of clients that our next client, that our next client there. I mean, all I do is talk to kind of, uh, general badasses, CEOs and submarine commanders and, you know, in, in pop idols. And that's literally my job now is just talking to really cool people about their book in the long term, because then you become referable, you get opportunities and people talk about you in rooms. They're not even in just because, you are this person that knows this thing. Like when you know one thing, and you're really, really good at that. It kind of builds on your life by itself. It's a really, really unique thing. Yeah, it's in it, it, so it's funny because you know when we first we started this thing, you know I, I published you know a couple of books um, and uh, we got out there, and then uh, you know someone said, "Hey, uh, I've noticed you're coming up on Google by yourself." I'm like. What do you mean by that? <laughs> and I go and I look myself up. So Scott Terman and Google, and lo and behold, Google had to be separated out uh, as something called a knowledge panel. Um, we're literally, out, you know, it's the same exact way that you know, if, if you had a Wikipedia kind of article, but it's being represented, uh, you know, kind of shown by Google. Um, and then the ability to get those interviews were easy. And the next thing I know, I'm on ten podcasts. I'm on a radio show. I'm on, uh, you know, when people look you up. Uh, you know, they find that you know, uh, kind of you've kind of you've kind of won the branding game when Google's kind of separated you out. Um, you know, uh, and kind of holds up as like, hey, this is Scott Terminus. This is what he does. Um, you know, it, it definitely changed everything. But the book was kind of the the entry point for that. Yeah, I think the book can be like a launching pad for your brand. I don't think, and I want to ask your opinion on this. For me, whenever I put out a book, my goal was never really to sell X amount of books. That's not really my intention because I use books for so many other reasons than making right. money. So making money from it is okay, but I prefer to use books to speak at events, to get on other podcasts, to have certain conversations and meet people. Books kind of help you get your foot in the door at a lot of places. So for you, is making money from your book the like biggest priority? No. Um, you know, there's only a handful of people a year that make any money on books, and it's probably not a nonfiction. Um, it's probably fiction. It's yeah. the, the the way that we use we use books is we use it to close business. Um, when I in my pipeline, you know, people call in. We had that first Zoom call. The very first thing I do is I FedEx them a copy of my book. This is the this is our expertise. Trust us. Oh, by the way, here's the book on such things. You know, it's. I mean, we also we also send them this, which is you know kind of a, think of it as a cell phone screen that's kind of inside our card. And then I actually kind of pitch the person right then and there, you know, uh, about about writing a book, you know. And this is I've been using this method to get contracts for years, you know, for my consulting company. Uh, and now, you know, now that you know we're kind of in the publishing business, it's uh, it's definitely a way easier way of doing it. Oh man, I love that. That right there is a really unique strategy. And for those of you that couldn't see, um, Scott is using a very unique strategy. It's kind of like sending somebody a thank you card or a note or something on steroids like that's that is right. next level sending it a book and then a, a really a pitch deck in video form to somebody's doorstep that right there is going to make you stand out even if i don't buy from you that day i'll buy from you eventually just because that takes so much effort to right. keep the conversation going yeah, and typically when I, when I, you know, if we had had our initial meeting, I say on, you know, on Zoom, I would immediately use my phone to to uh, to uh, record a short message. Hey, Chris, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Immediately throw that into a FedEx, the copy of the book. You know, if we send out ten, we'll close four. Um, and and that that could be true for almost any consulting industry. Uh, you know, it just it just makes things easier. It kicks the door in, uh, and at least keeps the conversation going. 
I love that, man. I love it. So one thing I want to ask you about are the fallacies of personal branding. And I think we had kind of experienced a shift in about 2018, maybe 2019, where personal branding, kind of the name of it went to being an influencer or an expert. You know, it, you don't really hear too many people talk about being, you know, having a big personal brand anymore. But everybody is an influencer, an expert or a creator. So right. what is the biggest fallacy of personal branding? Uh, in my opinion, uh, the fact that it's it's a verb, it's a verb. It's the act of shaping and influencing kind of your narrative uh, and public perception. It's not the it's not someone discovering you, right? It's the actual act of shaping that 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 uh, that narrative. Um, and you know, you, you always kind of see these people with. Um, you know, it's oh, I have a lot of followers. I have all this. You know, ultimately, are you are you able to turn that into business? Um, ultimately, are, are you know, is your uh, your brand become uh, your personal brand kind of become synonymous with your company? There's this guy. Uh, they call him uh, Pizza Jesus. You ever heard of him before? I have not heard of Pizza Jesus. <laughs> Pizza Jesus has over a hundred locations. And wow. he's really built a brand around himself. He's raised money and he's absolutely crushed it um, because he's kind of he's kind of made the brand of pizza, you know, and himself kind of the same thing, right? Um, and it wasn't about followers. It wasn't about any of that stuff. It was just about you know uh, building a likable and followable type of brand. Um, and that's that's kind of what you know. That's kind of what the whole point of a, of a personal brand is to begin with. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. It's just about being likable, especially now. There are some people, you know, you look at TikTok, some of the craziest creators on there. They have amazing personal brands and they make really good money doing pretty much nothing. Like some of them just stare at the camera right. and people love it. Right. You know, and it's amazing content. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> what's going to happen in a year or five years or 10 years? Who the heck knows? Is it just going to be white noise over a microphone? Who the heck knows? It just... We just don't know where things are going, you know? Um, it's just, uh, you know... I. The way I look at it, I look at it this way, you know, it's, it's, uh, humans have a really short memory, uh, and you know, we, we have a very short lifespan, <laughs> you know, we don't have that. We don't really have the high fidelity of having all those things that we, that, that happened to us during the day. Um, and, uh, and it just feels like, uh, you know, the kind of the TikToks of the world, they're just, they're destroying our memory, our ability to experience life. And it's just like Monday, Monday, next Monday, next Monday, 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 it's just the weeks are passing. Uh, and I just feel like it's kind of, you know, it's speeding it up or social yeah. media is speeding it up. Yeah, I, I agree. I do think that that plays a big role in personal branding. But I always tell people to step away from personal uh, social media to grow their personal right. brand even more and have more of an impact. With the whole metaverse thing that's happening, all these transitions in technology, you know about right. it, crypto and all yeah. that stuff. Do you think that the digital side of personal branding will ever be more important than in this physical space where we can go and shake hands and meet at events and things like that? Right. It all depends on your type of uh, on your um, on your type of business, right? If if you own a you know a, a local shop and you're only going to be dealing with the like, kind of local people, it's probably a handshake, right? But you know if you're uh, if you're if the world is your is your uh, is your customer. No, it's it, and unfortunately it's not. It's just going to get worse. Whether we're virtually meeting in some metaverse or you know some other you know cluster that uh, that, that Facebook comes up with, you know, um, no, it's just going to get worse. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of agree, but I, I personally love the in-person aspect more just because it's so fun to connect with people. Um, I was in Tampa, Florida, at a Bitcoin blockchain event. Um, I was speaking as a podcaster at another event that was kind of combined with it. 
but it was just interesting to see how those people are in person you know what it's like being around those people who are who have been in the crypto for like eight years you know it's always uh, interesting to shake hands with those kind of people and I, I just I love that aspect I hope that part of our reality is never replaced yeah, I mean, you know, right now, I mean, Chris, you and I are, are having a face-to-face conversation. We haven't been able to, to shake hands, but we're able to connect. We're able to talk. We're able to share ideas. Um, is that just going to get easier in a more virtual world? Probably, right? It's going to probably get a lot easier. You know, whereas I, you know, I couldn't, I don't know, I couldn't bring up 50 things and types of assets and show them to you. You know, in real life, I can in a metaverse. I could on a podcast. Um, you know, I can, you know, and in this type of uh, this type of interview. Yeah, yeah, I love it. So when it comes to balancing your personal brand and your businesses and things like that, what advice do you give to entrepreneurs? One thing I'm asked a lot is, how do I balance having this company and this company with my own personal brand? Like, how do I not mix the two? Uh, see, for me, it's the same thing. Uh, I, my, my personal brand is my company. It, it is. Uh, it is. Uh, I, I'm hoping to become more the the kind of the face of our brand. Um, you know, but for things like who the heck knows who the CEO of Starbucks is, as an example, he is not, or he or she is not necessarily that brand, right? Um, but you know, when we have this kind of um, you know our kind of mom, more mom and pop, sub twenty employee type of you know business. Uh, you know that the 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 CEO the leader typically is that that brand. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. I think you kind of have to get into it that way and just accept it. I often see the business owners that fight it and they're like, no, we don't need social media or no, I'm not making a video. And it's like you're kind of <laughs> holding yourself back, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, but but the thing is, is ten years ago this wasn't even a thing. Yeah. I mean, think about how short our memory is. Ten years ago, this is never going to be possible. It would have been some pipe dream to do some video conversation or whatever. Well, I call it 10 or 15 years ago. I mean, it's this is really only now. This is only like recently. I mean, how old is Facebook? How old is Amazon? It's not that old, you know, in the kind of the history of, of, of business, right? We're kind of in that, that, that un, un, unknown territory at this point. Yeah, yeah. Man, when I was at that event, I noticed that just because – most businesses are not using podcasts in the way that they should. They're not using YouTube the way that they should. A lot of companies are completely ignoring it still. You know, even the ones that are, you know, like you said, Internet is not even over 50 years old yet. We haven't even had it around that long. It hasn't been thriving that long. We haven't had 100 years of Internet. Not as long <laughs> as we've had cars, right? So I understand why companies are left behind. Um, what advice would you give? Because there's a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners that are listening. What advice would you give that person that has that five employee company and they're trying to get started in the personal branding space and really grow? You know, it's consistency. Um, is it with, you know, when someone goes and looks you up, I mean, ultimately when you really think about how the rubber meets the road, it's when someone looks you up that doesn't know you, what do they find? Right. Oh, it's a fantastic LinkedIn profile. That's a great picture. Oh, that, that picture is the same on Twitter and that's on, on whatever, you know, um, you know, ultimately you kind of have to build, you know, someone, this kind of trust really only comes with that consistency. Um, you know, and it's, uh, and, and that's the thing is that when I first started, I was doing all the work and you're like, you get your first employee and then your second employee and your fifth employee. Um, and then you even have time to think about branding. You know, when you're doing all the work, there's no real time for that, man. I, Chris, I mean, I'm sure you understand you're getting your ass kicked all the time. And, and you know, you're, you're in a business that requires this kind of face forward branding. Um, but if you were, if you owned a pizza shop, you would be too busy running the pizza shop to even, you know, to, to, to be doing some of this stuff, you know? You know, it becomes easier, I guess, when you have the actual employees. 
Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's kind of where it always goes to is, well, I need help. Um, my, my advice to people is always hire some VA first. That's like the first thing is get somebody that can do those little small tasks that you do right. that you don't even realize take up a lot of your time. You need somebody that can literally be a connector to you and other people so that if they do want to schedule a meeting or they have some questions about something that's really small, they can talk to that VA and that VA can maybe schedule things on your calendar. They can even make some content. I've found some amazing VAs that can even do content creation, which is amazing. So what is the, what is your process? Matter of fact, I got a better question. Who was the first person you hired? What employee was that? My very first person was, was it wasn't really a personal assistant. It was a, a generalist. They can do all the things. Um, yeah. I was up till two in the morning just doing all the things, whether it was, you know, whether it was submitting invoices or doing payroll for, you know, for contractors or whatever I was doing. Um, you have to, you know, if you're too busy cooking food, you'll never run the restaurant. It's the greatest way to, to fail in a business if you're a red in the restaurant business. If you're cooking, you're done. You're not able to plan. You're not able to hire. You're not able to do anything. Um, the first person is, is is the first person that can take off 25% of your day and the tasks that you have. If they could do it 80% as good, 70% is good. Go hire it out if you can afford it. It'll free up. It'll free up 30% of your day, and now you can actually do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Um, but it wasn't until it wasn't until I had that first employee that that I could actually start to duplicate myself. That's where real wealth, real wealth is is built um, by you know it, it's either a function of time or money, right? And, and, and but one buys the other, and the only way to do that is through uh, is through humans, through other humans, and, and you know working for you and and uh, and, and doing it right. Man, that is such a powerful statement. I was listening to Alex Hermosi, one of my favorite entrepreneurs, and he said something along the lines of, you know, uh, rich people, they, you know, they run good businesses, but wealthy people assemble good businesses. And basically meaning that you kind of sit at the top and then you hire people that can do all these different things. And then you make sure things are going according to plan. Um, so I, I think yeah. that should be the goal of a lot of business owners now, um, especially in the digital space, because you can hire somebody across the world to do things you don't want to do. Um, and it's just it's really, really valuable for your like saving time, like you said. So another question I got for you, what is a big don't for entrepreneurs in their personal brand? Like what's one thing they should not be doing? Uh, you know, it, it's in the very beginning. You should be doing all of it yourself, right? You shouldn't. You shouldn't see that control over quite quite yet, um, because you don't really know what you're doing yet. You're trying to find your voice. You're trying to figure out what it is that you want to tell the people. Um, you know, I, I definitely have a couple of people that we've written books for that. Uh, you know, they're kind of calling you from their jet kind of deal, um, and they immediately hired someone that was just kind of took over the brand. It wasn't them. And it wasn't it wasn't what they wanted to project because they they didn't have the time to go kind of invest in themselves. They farm that out, and it it, it, it didn't go well. Mm. Man, that is that's some good advice right there. So before we get off of here, um, any advice? What strategies do you want to provide to the entrepreneurs, the the small business owners? And I can let you know, my audience is that that business owner that's been doing it for two or three years. They're trying to grow and scale. They're probably generating between three thousand and maybe fifteen per month. Um, so it's not massive companies, but it's the small business owners that are hungry and still ready to grow. 
that, that that's really how it starts, right? Um, that first that first dollar is should be the as quick as you can possibly get to the first dollar, the first ten, the first one hundred, the first one thousand, the first ten thousand, one hundred thousand. It is just that it's kind of the next the very next step. You kind of always got it in your your sights. The moment you are able to quit your full time you know job that feeds you, and you're able to. <clears throat> able to make that jump and actually concentrate full time on the thing that you've always wanted to do which is your business it's not it's it's thousands of percent more productivity happens you're going to actually reach your goal uh, a lot quicker that that first three grand it's a big deal it, it, it mm-hmm. i did it i did it you know like 15 20 years ago with a company called check for lead we were selling lead test kits online right and i was making like 11 dollars a month there for the first two to three <laughs> months and then the law changed and i made 10 grand on monday and then 15 wow. grand on tuesday yeah just just oodles of money but but i but i didn't know there was gold there i had to try it first i i, I didn't even i was just kind of learning e-commerce i had no idea um, and you just stop, stop dreaming. Just do it. Just go. Just if you have an idea, go do it. Fail quickly. Go to the next one until you're gonna you're gonna find something that that uh, that you're able to kind of build on and make an empire out of. But it's gonna take a while, and you're gonna get your ass kicked. But I promise you, if you learn how to run a business, you learn how to hire, learn how to pay taxes, uh, it will be worth it in the end. Man, that is some great advice, um, Scott. Thank you for coming on the show. This was a really good conversation. Um, where can the people find you? Uh, find us at brightraypublishing.com or scottturman.com is my personal blog. Um, you know, uh, just brightraypublishing.com for now. We're moving to brightray.com, but we're still kind of in that branding process. But Brightray Publishing is ultimately what you would want to look up. All right, man. Sounds good. Thanks again for being an amazing guest. Thank you very much, Chris. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the personal branding playbook. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at the coach, Chris underscore, and send me your questions and make sure you check out the personal branding playbook in the description box down below. Go and get your copy. Now I'll see you next time. Woodhouse offers confidence as your trusted auto partner. With 18 brands and 16 convenient full-service dealerships, you can easily shop the latest models, discover a pre-owned vehicle that meets your list of must-haves, or conveniently maintain your current vehicle. And our knowledgeable and local team is ready to help, providing you the solutions to get you on the road faster, whether online at woodhouse.com or in person. Experience the difference with Woodhouse, a trusted auto partner since 1975. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.